This episode, we talk about how the slippery slope has led us straight into tearing down all our history and has driven us to an impasse on so many different issues. My name is Jacqueline, and I'm just an American. In June of 2015, nine people were killed at the Emanuel African Methodist Episcopal Church in Charleston, South Carolina. The killer was a white supremacist, and all nine victims were African American. In the immediate aftermath of the massacre, there was a lot of discussion in the state of South Carolina about the Confederate flag, which was at the time flying above the state capitol building. There were a lot of people who looked at that flag and felt that it should have come down. They said that this flag was a symbol of the Confederacy, which, of course, fought for slavery, fought on the side of upholding slavery in the Civil War, and fought in the position that they were going to, those states were going to secede from the Union, which was tearing apart the United States. There were also people who were defending the flag who say that that was what it meant at the time. But in the years since the Civil War, the Confederate flag has come to mean something different to Southerners, which is mostly just a representation of Southern pride and Southern culture. Eventually, the flag was removed from the state capitol building by Republican Governor Nikki Haley. Shortly after all of this happened, the conversation moved from the Confederate flag to a conversation about Confederate statues that are located throughout the southern portion of the United States. Some of these statues depict soldiers, some depict generals and other leaders from the Confederacy. And people who were calling for the removal of those statues felt that those statues did not belong in the public square in the states throughout the South any longer. The argument is that when you have a memorial or a monument or a statue that it depicts a some sort of reverence or positive outlook and a positive view of the figures who are depicted in the statues and considering that these are the people who fought for slavery and who fought to uphold slavery, they felt that they did not belong out in the cities and towns any longer. There was a lot of argument and discussion about the statues being moved to museums so that they could be studied and they could be learned about in the context of history but without the appearance of honoring and remembering those figures in a positive light. There were a lot of people at the time who did not agree with that movement. They said that these statues represented the history of the South, that it wasn't about you know, honoring these figures or looking at them in a positive or negative light. It was just about the fact that they were a part of Southern history and they, many of them were a part of the particular areas in which these statues were located. But another argument that came out five years ago when all of this happened was that if we start tearing down Confederate statues, that we would embark on a slippery slope, that what would stop us from moving the conversation to statues and monuments of other figures in American history that were connected to slavery, namely the Founding Fathers. Of course, we know that George Washington and Thomas Jefferson and so many of the other founders owned slaves. We know that the slavery was a part of this country, that it was legal during the founding years. That is 
something that is a part of our history. It's not something that anybody is denying, nor is it something that anyone is trying to hide. And today, I don't really see a lot of evidence for people trying to gloss over it either. We, we are all very aware that that is a part of our history. And at the time, we were told, no, that is ridiculous. That's a ridiculous argument. We are not going to move towards anyone, any other figures of American history. The slippery slope argument is, is a ridiculous argument that is put in place by people who want to stop progress, who don't want to change anything, who do not want anything to happen or move forward or be different whatsoever. Five years later, here we are, and we are seeing the toppling of the statues of Ulysses S. Grant by the mob. And of course, Ulysses S. Grant was in the Civil War, he fought on the side of the Union to abolish slavery, and yet he has been torn down. We've seen lots of different statues be torn down over the last few weeks, including those very figures that we were told it would never get to, George Washington and Thomas Jefferson. Now, a lot of people today are saying this is not about um, you know, this is this is just the mob. This is just the outliers who are on the, out in the streets who are tearing down these statues, that this is not a serious conversation that people and mainstream figures are having. Um, this, of course, is not true. We have been told that, you know, these statues belong perhaps in a museum. And yet the American Museum of Natural History in New York has announced last week that they will be taking down the statue of Teddy Roosevelt. This is a move that is supported by the mayor of New York City, Bill de Blasio. And we have also seen in the last couple of weeks the governor of the state of New York, Andrew Cuomo, who spoke out and called the tearing down of statues and monuments by the mob a healthy form of expression that people are taking who want to see progress and change. There was a Yahoo News article just last week that called for the changing of our national anthem. They want to abolish our current national anthem and replace it with... I don't know what, but with something else. There have been calls for the removal of Mount Rushmore. And just this past week got a lot of attention. But Sean King, who is a one of the leading figures of the Black Lives Matter movement and group who called for the removal of all statues, paintings, and stained glass windows that depict a white Jesus. These are not obscure figures. These are not just random people out on the streets who are just looking to cause trouble. These are people who are going on cable news shows. These are people who are actual elected officials in our country who are now calling for and supporting the tearing down of statues at museums. So for all of the people who love to make the argument and say the slippery slope is not a thing, the slippery slope is not something that we should be concerned about, that that is not a legitimate argument, here we are five years later and we are seeing the very things that the people five years ago were warning that we would be seeing. So a couple of things that I want to talk about in regards to this entire issue. So the first thing is in regards to the statues themselves and this particular argument. Okay, so first and foremost, we do not do this by mob rule, period. That is something that every single American should be able to stand up and say is that this does not happen and this is not allowed to happen by mob rule. 
Okay, the mobs are idiots. The mobs are made up of a bunch of people who seemingly have never read a history book, who are just out there looking to destroy things. Okay, when you tell me that in your quest for only having statues in this country who depict reputable figures and respectable figures, you in the state of Wisconsin tear down a statue of an abolitionist. Um, I believe the name was Hans Christian Hebb, who was an abolitionist who fought and died in the Civil War fighting on the side of the Union for the abolishment of slavery. That is not something that people do who are aware of history. The real problem that we are seeing are the city leaders who are allowing this to happen. I cannot believe how many instances of this that we have seen. And it's just being allowed to happen. And it's not something that I think that the majority of Americans want. I have heard Americans from both sides of the political aisle, black and white Americans, who all feel as though this is moving in the wrong direction. And yet we have city leaders who are not only standing by and allowing it to happen, but they are actually encouraging it. So I think that touching on this particular topic and the merits of the argument. I do think that it is worthy of a discussion. I think that we can look and ask ourselves the question, okay, what are the purposes of statues, of memorials, and of monuments? A lot of people who are calling for the tearing down of statues are bringing up the comparison or the example of Hitler. We are not erasing the history of Hitler, because we don't have statues of Hitler. We still learn about him. We learn about him in museums. We learn about him in history books, but we do not have statues and monuments around the country that depict Adolf Hitler. And I think that it's a fairly decent argument. I think that there is room to have conversations about who we depict in monuments and statues versus who we learn about in history books. I think that when you are looking at individual cities, individual towns throughout the country and particular monuments that are located in these particular towns, I have no problem with the people who live in those areas, the people whose tax dollars directly go towards the maintaining of these monuments if they all come together and say, you know what, we don't don't want this statue to be here in the center of our town anymore. We don't really want this particular person to have a monument in our city. I think that there is room for people to have a discussion with that, but it needs to be done through conversation. It needs to be done through debate and it needs to be done through democratic means. When you do things that way, it helps to prevent us as a culture going down the slippery slope because you will be able to hear people whose opinions fall on all sides of it. And you might have a situation in which people come forward and say, hey, we don't want this particular figure to be honored with the statue. And the majority of the people in that area say, you know what, we want the statue to stand and the statue stands. But this is all done through conversation and through democratic means. We also need to understand that there are plenty of statues in this country that depict questionable figures that nobody's talking about. There are no less than six statues of Vladimir Lenin in the United States of America. Lenin was a Marxist. He led the Bolsheviks in Russia at the beginning of the 1900s. And the Bolsheviks are estimated to have killed anywhere from 100,000 to 1.8 million people. Okay, so here's this guy who was a Marxist who led a group that was responsible for the murders of up to 1.8 million people. And we have six statues of him throughout the United States of America. Interestingly enough, none of them have been demolished or torn down over the last few months. I think that we need to get to a point where we look at 
these monuments and we say, look, it is about sharing history. It is about remembering history and it is about learning history. I'm all for adding information to these monuments um, to say, okay, this is what this person did. Again, this is telling the whole story. I've said this so many times, but it's about telling the whole story. But we also have to remember that if we only seek to honor perfect people with monuments, statues, and memorials in this country, we will have no monuments and no statues and memorials in this country. No one on this earth is perfect. None of these figures that we are talking about are perfect. And none of the people who are calling for their destruction and for them to be torn down are perfect. And is this really the direction that we want to go in? And the the truth is, is I don't think that it's the direction that most people want to go in. I think that decent people who are trying to be honest, who are trying to be respectful of their fellow Americans and to have this discussion about how we deal with our nation's history and the ramifications of it, we're being caught up. Those people are being caught up in everything that is going on and they're not really sure what to make of all of this. But the truth is, is that the only goal of looking at history should be accuracy. It shouldn't be about approval or disapproval. I mean, we of course we can disapprove and we can we can speak our minds about this is something that happened. Obviously, the fact that slavery was at any point legal in our country is a blot on our country. I mean, it's not a good thing. But we should be focusing on representing facts accurately and then allowing people to make to look at those facts and view them as they are. History is complex and it is new and so are the people who lived through it, just as people are today. There are lots of different things and factors to take into consideration. As I mentioned, I really do not believe that, I don't believe that this is a left or right issue. And I don't believe it's a black or white issue. I think that this is something that people across the nation are looking at for the most part and are not very happy about. Just this week, I saw BET founder Robert Johnson. He did a television interview and he condemned all of this. He condemned the tearing down of statues and the attempts that it seems to erase so much of the history that is represented throughout throughout the country. And this is no conservative. This is no right-wing figure. Robert Johnson is actively calling for reparations to be paid to African Americans. So, I mean, he's definitely not this conservative figure in the country. And yet he's standing up and saying, this is not right. And guess what? This is not helping anybody. Okay, this idea that, oh, if we just tear down that Thomas Jefferson statue, that that makes everything okay. That makes slavery not be as bad as it was, or it makes slavery, it makes, I don't even know what the argument is, but it's not helping anybody. We are not helping anybody by doing this. One of the news stories I saw just today was that there was a lot of African-American fellow citizens who were in Washington, D.C., standing in front of the Lincoln Emancipation statue, defending it and vowing that nobody, they were not going to allow this statue to be torn down. This was a statue that was dedicated by Frederick Douglass, and it was purchased by the wages of people in this country who were former slaves as a remembrance and a memorial to Abraham Lincoln and the fact that he signed the Emancipation Proclamation, which outlawed, finally, slavery in this country. This is a statue that people are trying to tear down, and there are black Americans standing in front of this statue saying, no, we are not going to let that happen. I also saw there was, I believe it was some Catholic college students who were standing in front of a statue of Father Junipero Serra 
vowing the same thing. We are not going to allow, you know, the mob to tear down the statue. I think all of that is wonderful. I also ask why Amer- why average citizens are the ones that are having to defend this property. This is public property that is maintained and paid for by our taxpayer dollars. And the idea that the city governments, that the state governments, the county governments, all of the people who have the say are not directing the police to protect these statues, that they are, in fact, in many cases, directing the police to just stand aside and allow this stuff to happen, it is ridiculous and it should not be happening. There is not a country on earth with a perfect history. And so if, again, if we are only looking to represent in our nation and in our cities and in our towns, if we are only looking to represent perfection, we will have none of this stuff. And I don't know that that's necessarily a place that anybody wants to go. I mean, I remember when I was 18 years old, I was fortunate enough to have the opportunity to travel to Rome and we walked in the Colosseum and this was a place where people were murdered, literally murdered for entertainment value. Should Rome tear down the Colosseum? No, of course not. We walk through it and we reflect on it and we remember what barbaric practices there were in place in that location at that time. Not all monuments, not all statues, not all historical representations across the country are meant simply and only as a positive remembrance, as an honoring of that person or that situation. It is all about us remembering our history, which in my view is something that the American people in general are severely deficient in. The knowledge that most average Americans have of anything in history before our own personal individual births is really lacking. And it is a, it is a serious problem in our country that is another topic for another day. But going back to this idea of the slippery slope, okay, the slippery slope is a serious concern. I, I really don't have a whole lot of patience for the people out there who say, you know what, again, it's, that's just a stupid argument. It is a ridiculous argument that is made by people who don't want to see any sort of change or any sort of progress. There are lots of different examples of how our our country and our culture has gone down the slippery slope just in the last few decades even. Back in the 1970s, when abortion became legalized, the, the tagline for it was that it was going to be safe, legal, and rare. Today, here we are in 2020, and now we have Shout Your Abortion, and it is abortion legalized through all nine months of pregnancy on demand for any reason whatsoever. Oh, and by the way, taxpayer funded. That is the movement. A few years ago, we when Barack Obama was elected president of the United States, he ran as a president who opposed gay marriage. He ran as a president who believed that marriage was between a man and a woman. Then we saw the legalization of gay marriage by the Supreme Court. And the argument that I heard was, you know what? It's it's basically a live and let live argument. It is, you have the right to get married if you are straight in this country and you should have the right to get married if you are gay. And to all of the straight people, to all the religious people, you know what? What is it to you? Don't worry about it. Now we are seeing businesses and religious institutions who are being actively gone after because they don't want to participate in gay marriage and, and and to the point where a presidential candidate for the Democratic Party in this last primary actually advocated for the removal of tax-exempt statuses from religious institutions, including churches, who refused to perform same-sex marriages. When Obamacare was passed, the Affordable Care Act, we were told this is our solution 
We are not interested in universal health care. They said we are not interested in universal health care. This is not universal health care. That's not what we want. Today, the the tagline for the Democratic Party or the position, I should say, is Medicare for all. That is what if you are on the left in this country, you want Medicare for all. We went from reform the police and, you know, fight police brutality and fight any sort of systemic racism that supposedly exists in the police departments to full-on defund and dismantle, including dismantle police departments, eliminate police departments across the country. We went, as I mentioned at the beginning, from over the course of five years, we went from Confederate statues to every single symbol of the United States, including our national anthem, that potentially cause any offense to people. We are even seeing this slippery slope when it comes to things with the coronavirus, okay? So it go it went from, well, okay, the CDC recommends that we should wear a mask whenever you are in a situation where social distancing is impossible, such as in a grocery store or maybe in the waiting room of a doctor's office. And now, just today, my once again, my local ABC7 here in Southern California, it's their favorite thing to do is to shame everyday average Americans. They are posting pictures and video of People who are not wearing masks while they're on hiking trails outside. This is something that we are seeing a lot is, you know, things on the internet, memes on the internet and all of these wonderful, you know, little virtue signaling things on the internet that people are posting about how good they are because they wear masks even when they're in their car driving by themselves and, you know, even when they're outside by themselves because they care so much about their neighbor. And, you know, it's like, how did we get from, okay, I can understand, you know, this idea of wearing a mask if it prevents the spread of this when you're in a grocery store and you're literally standing two inches away from somebody. But how is, you know, me driving, once again, me driving in my car by myself, not anywhere near any other human being, and I'm supposed to wear a mask and to the point where people are actually mandating it and people are actually, they're shaming each other for not doing these things. Now, here is the problem with all of this, and particularly, you know, today as we're talking about the coronavirus situation, it's particularly relevant. The problem is, is that when we go down the slippery slope, when things go from just go so far and we go so extreme in one direction or another, what happens is, is that the people who are not interested in going all the way down that slide, they dig in their heels and they put the brakes on and then we can't have any conversation. And then even reasonable proposals and reasonable things that people are trying to talk about and make progress on, it's just done. There is no moving forward. There is no compromise. Compromise is something that is just not in the American vocabulary right now. Nobody is interested in any sort of compromise on any issue. It is my way or the highway. And again, the problem with this is that this is once again, causing the division that we see. It is causing the impasses that we arrive at, and it is making life pretty much more difficult for every single one of us. At the beginning of this episode, when I started talking about, you know, that there are some legitimate conversations that we can have, that I think there are particular statues and monuments that maybe should be taken down or moved into museums or even not necessarily that it's my say what it is, but that if a particular community comes together and makes that decision, that that's something that I'm perfectly comfortable with. But when we 
see that happen. And then the people who are the radicals and the extremists in this country take that and take this whole movement and seize it and say, great, now we can knock down everything. Now we can burn it all down. Now we can change the flag and change the national anthem and just eliminate every single symbol that represents our country. Then guess what? The Now going back to the original topic of the statues that might be able to be moved, it's not going to happen because people say, absolutely not. Because if I give you an inch, you will take a mile. And people are absolutely justified in having that concern and in having that fear. Because just as I mentioned, there are a lot of different examples. There are lots of different examples just in the last 10, 15, 20 years of situations that have started off with more moderate proposals and have gone off the deep end very quickly. If you are upset because you think that other people should be wearing masks when they go out, if you're upset because you think that the lack of mask wearing is contributing to, you know, the spread of coronavirus, then one of the things that you should probably ask yourself is, should we be shaming people who are not wearing a mask because they're taking their dog for a walk and they're nowhere near any other human being. Maybe you should be asking yourself, hmm, maybe the reason why people are saying, hold on a second, is because we went from don't wear masks at all, okay, masks are, are stupid, it's stupid to wear a mask, it's not actually doing anything, to if you don't wear a mask when you're driving alone in your car, you might go to jail. Maybe it is all of the conflicting information, maybe it is going down the slippery slope. Maybe it is people getting sick and tired of being shamed on the, not just social media, but actual media, okay? In a world that we're living in where if your, if your face is on a video that goes viral for the wrong reasons and ends up on the, the six o'clock news, that you your entire life could be destroyed. You could lose your job. You could get kicked out of your home. You could, you know, all sorts of different things could happen to you because, you know, you decided that you were going to take your dog for a walk or you were going to go for a hike and you weren't going to wear a mask and somebody was going to approach you and confront you and then record you for doing it. We absolutely need to look at this stuff and we need to put the brakes on. And if we do that, then I think that we can get back to a place of actually having decent conversations. I have talked to so many people who, when it comes to so many different issues that we face as Americans that are controversial and that we are debating, I have talked to so many people who have expressed things to me and said, you know, hey, I might be willing to concede or to compromise on this particular area or on this particular point, except for the fact that I know that if I give that inch, that if we, our side, were to compromise on that particular point, in five years, we would be in a place that I didn't like. We would be so far past the point that I conceded that I don't want to give in at all. And that is how we have come to a point of being at an impasse in this country. I think that this argument that people make that, oh, the slippery slope argument is stupid and it's, and it's not real, I mean, it's just wrong. It is just incorrect. And it is something that we all should just really be cognizant about and be aware of because I think that if we can kind of put the brakes on for a minute, if we could take a collective breath and say, okay, what is a reasonable 
person's argument here? And what are the extremists and the radicals saying? And can we just put those people aside and have all of the rest of us come together and have a conversation? I truly believe in my heart that so many more Americans have so much more in common than what we are being led to believe. I heard someone say one time that there was this just kind of belief that 70% of Americans probably agree on about 70% of issues. And I think that that is probably correct. I truly believe that we probably have so much more in common if we would just put the outrage culture on hold for a minute, if we would just ignore all of the extremist voices. And if we would just come together, the reasonable people, the people who can have a conversation and start talking to each other, I think that we could find compromises. I think that we could be reasonable. And I think that we would listen to each other more often. So just to sum it all up, the first thing that really needs to happen, and I think we as Americans all need to kind of come together and take a stand in, is this condemnation of the mob. We have to do this, okay? We we need to see our city leaders and our government leaders stop the people from just running amok and destroying property. Because here's the other point. We are all living in this country. And just because some people are offended by a particular symbol, just because some people want certain statues and monuments to be torn down, it doesn't actually mean that those symbols and monuments and have to disappear. We are in this weird place right now where if one or two people or if 1% of people or even if 25% of people are upset or offended about a particular situation, that whole situation has to disappear. I mean, some of the things I've heard over the last week or so, the last couple of weeks are just so out there. Um, so for example, you know, the Dixie Chicks have decided to change their name and drop Dixie and just call themselves the Chicks. And, you know, the reaction of most people to hearing that was, I didn't even know the Dixie Chicks were still around. I saw some realtor website decided that they were no longer going to label master bedrooms and master bathrooms as master bedrooms and bathrooms. They were going to call it a primary bedroom and a primary bathroom because they didn't like the term master. These are all things that it's like, I have never heard a single person actually complain about a master bedroom in a house being called a master bedroom in a house. And yet we, everybody seems to be so afraid of potential backlash that we are now like jumping ahead, 10 steps ahead and trying to think of anything that we are doing that could even potentially possibly offend one single person. We have to move away from this mentality that if one person is offended, if five people are offended or 5% of people are offended, we have to give in to those people. We don't. We don't. It's, It's as simple as that. We actually don't have to give in to the mob. We actually don't have to give in to the radicals and the extremists and the loudest voices. We actually have the ability to say, you know what? I'm sorry that the national anthem offends you. You know what? You have the right to be offended by it, but that doesn't mean that we have to get rid of it. You have the right to be offended by it, and I have the right to like it. I have the right to say, no, I don't want to get rid of the national anthem. And we don't have to get rid of the national anthem. Everybody is going to look at symbols and see things differently. Every single person in this country and in this world can find something to be offended by. 
Everybody can. If you are seeking it, if you are looking for it, you will find something to be offended by. We as Americans actually don't have to. We don't have to give into this. We don't have to give into these people and we don't have to give into these ideas. We can have conversations. We can have dialogue. We can make changes. Changes can happen. Progress can happen. But it cannot be done in the way that we are currently seeing it done today. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and give it a five-star review on iTunes. It really helps each and every week. Also, please share this episode with a family member or friend so we can help spread the word. You can follow me on Twitter at JJAnAmerican. You can also message this show by sending emails to JJ at I'mJustAnAmerican.com. Thank you for taking a moment out of your day to talk about the attempted destruction of our history and how the slippery slope is a real hindrance to our national discourse. I'll be back next time for a deep dive into issues plaguing American life from the perspective of just an American. Music for this podcast was written and performed by Michael Beatty. You can find him on Twitter at Michael Beatty 3